0: My name is Matt Eaton and welcome to Metadata Matters, the Grey Meta podcast. In this podcast series, Gray Meta will be talking to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate, and work with that metadata so that it can be used to save time and costs, increase operational efficiencies, and generate new ways to monetize content. Just to briefly introduce Grey Meta, we're a metadata-driven solutions company who helps organizations with content in three ways. We digitize tape-based content using our tape-to-file service SAMR, our QC products IRIS is used extensively in the mastering and content ingest process to ensure video and audio integrity where technical metadata is vital, and our Curio platform is used to automatically generate rich descriptive metadata for content using a range of machine learning and AI services. My guest this week is Laurie Sarikoski, Development Manager at YLE, the national broadcaster of Finland. Last year, Laurie and I presented a joint seminar on metadata in archives at the Fiat IFTA conference in Dubrovnik. This was based on a pilot Gray Meta conducted with Wiley earlier in 2019. In this interview, we talk about the importance of metadata to different customer groups served by an archive, the place of machine learning and tips for content archives looking to start using machine learning and AI services. Here's the interview. Welcome, Laurie. Thank
1: you, Matt. Nice to talk to you about these topics.
0: Thank you very much for joining us. And um, I'm really interested to hear you know, how you've been working with content metadata during your career.
1: Well, I started with content metadata and, and did work for a number of years in our music archives. So just entering basic descriptive and administrative metadata for, for music recordings, CDs, sound files that our company uses and part of that work was also like collaborating with other similar organizations in in Finland such as copyright societies and public libraries that that do keep their own databases of music and, and databases of content and also we were trying to standardize for example guidelines for creating music metadata so how do you describe and how, how do you update and, and manage, for example, lists of authors or performers, and what are the data elements that, that should be there. And for some time, I, I also was the manager for, for this team. So in, in that work, I, I did some planning and organizing the team's work for creating metadata, which is a, yeah, it's a work of its own trying to see how people collaborate on on creation of data yes. and for the would I say last five years or so I've been focusing on all types of content metadata so not only music but also video and audio and, and programs and part of that work is done in-house and some with our colleagues at the eBU the European Broadcasting Union yeah. Yeah. And that is where we are currently. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm looking at data structures and standards and, and integrations around metadata and how do different workflows make use of data and, yeah. and how, how should you orchestrate and manage the, the creation of data and collection of data, for example. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I know um, from my work with YLE that the, the archive, the video archive there is 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 huge. Could you talk about some of the challenges around metadata working with a large video archive?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I think one of the basic dilemmas for for a large archive, especially a media archive, it can be music, it can be audio, it can be video. It's always that that the relationship between the level of detail you enter for for each item and the amount of content it's it's linear so the more you have content the more work you have and and you really can't skip there if you have a two-hour clip of video then you'll have to go through it to see what's in there and and enter the data and if you have twice the amount of content then you have twice the work so it's really the the problem that you are not able to cover everything and you should somehow focus your work on on the most valuable or most effective bits of the collection and another well one solution would be distributing the work for for a number of people but then you start to have different kinds of issues with how do people, for example, interpret standards or how do people interpret guidelines that you give them. So Mm -hmm. you you somehow try to manage and and harmonize the the results you get from metadata creation. So at least those are the types of challenges that come with having a large collection media.
0: Great, yes, and uh, yes, prioritizing what metadata is captured and, 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 and how it's used and, and how it's captured. I, I, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and also relating to that, I think what affects a lot there is, is the number of different users and different groups of users your archive has. So if you have only a few main user groups, your collection then you can specialize and optimize for them but Mm. but if you are trying to serve everyone to some extent then it's it's really a matter of choice how much do we do for for each and one of the user groups and what types of data would would they benefit from having and what level of
0: detail are, are they after that's really interesting because you know content archives have different customers Um, people that want to access content and find content quickly. Could you just talk a bit about what kinds of customers the YLE archive has internally?
1: Well, internally, our news production is, of course, one of the larger customers. So when something happens, people try to look for footage in, in the YLE archives, and pretty close to that, or different documentary production teams. So people who are doing something like on on the factual side, not that much drama. Typically there you you reshoot the footage you you need. And then, of course, we are pretty tightly integrated to, to all the production and publishing systems and workflows inside the company, so we are in, in some ways just a, a gateway for the data yeah. from from one service to another. So we are acting as a media storage and, and keep some of the metadata and, and classifications needed for reporting. And so those are pretty varying the, the yeah. use cases you have in, in that sense. But still you the, the main thing is that you have the collection of assets and, and the database that, that describes those assets yeah, and yeah it, it's a great thing so, we're also trying to plan what type of data should be there for these different purposes
0: yes yeah each of these different customers our customer groups will have their own requirements and priorities for metadata for finding uh, yeah 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 okay um how have you seen machine learning-generated metadata work well in an archive? Is it, is it mostly around these specialized topics where there's a good understanding of the context?
1: Yeah, yeah, mostly that. And for for these general-purpose solutions and, and approaches, I think, for example, RTS Broadcasting Archive in, in Switzerland, they are doing great job in this area and, and with their demonstrations we are starting to see like the life cycle of machine learning and the work that goes into maintaining and, and managing machine learning services also. So it's one thing to have a, a, a demonstration of for example facial recognition application and another thing is running that service from year to another over and over again and, and trying to retrain the models and, and maintaining the data and maintaining the co- collection of people yeah. in, in the database and in the recognition service. So they, they are providing example, good examples of what you have to keep in mind when you are using machine learning on, on a longer term instead of a single project
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, I think that's something we've seen as well. The, uh, the human curation needed, um, and yeah, the, the, the ability to optimize the models over time as well. And to, to make sure that, uh, they are still relevant, uh, for, for, content. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And lastly, uh, do you have any tips for archives or other content archives looking to use machine learning services in the future?
1: Mm, well, I think the most important one is that that you first need to spend some time on the use cases and, and the goals you are after. So, what is exactly the thing you are trying to accomplish or achieve by using machine learning? It's a tool, nothing else. And, and if you can clearly define when do we know that we have succeeded? What is the, the criteria for success? And also as a, as a flip side, where can you make compromises? What can you sacrifice in terms of reaching the, the right goals? Then it's everything after that will be a lot easier. You don't have to think along the way that what are we really trying to do with these technologies and these yes. solutions? So it will help all the discussions from that point on having the the use cases clear yeah in your mind but then another piece of advice could be that that you shouldn't shouldn't be scared of starting somewhere right because you you learn by doing and and you get to see different technologies see how they behave in in different settings and and just preserve enough time for looking into these things and, and really trying to fit them in in your use cases, in your business model and, and your needs. So not just grabbing something off the shelf and, and running it with default settings and, and, and stuff like that, trying to really optimize it for your case so that you get something valuable out of it. Right. So that is also something where the use cases help.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really important. Yeah, to focus on the use cases and business outcomes, and and then uh, yeah, don't be afraid to start um, and start start somewhere uh, and, yeah, and, and yeah. build your 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 knowledge. I, I yeah, guess. yeah.
1: Because I think people tend to be tend to get a bit carried away with the technology. They dive too deep in mm-hmm. there, so you have to constantly remind yourself about. What are we trying to achieve? What is the the real value in this? And what is just something seemingly exciting, like a demonstration of something fancy or or a feature that you really don't need
0: to get get what you're after? Very important tips there. Uh, That's great. And um, thank you so much, Laurie. I I, I know that you're going to be talking at the... The Fiat conference in, in a few weeks' time um, about uh, the MIMAD project. So, um, uh, listeners can can listen into that if uh, they want to hear more. Thank you. If you'd like to find out more about Grey Meta and why metadata matters, visit greymeta.com. That's G R A Y M E T A. Or send me an email at Metadata Matters, one word, at greymeta.com. Thanks.